Hello, and welcome to the LARP Noobs. I'm Ian, and as ever, I'm joined by my LARPing adventurer, Dave. Hello. And uh, you went off to Northern Kingdoms. I did. I did. And this is your third Northern oh, Kingdoms? God. Yeah, it is my third Northern yeah, Kingdoms. Yeah, like... Yeah, you're you're pretty steeped in this by now. <clears throat> well, yeah, I guess they've done eight events so far, so mm. I haven't quite done fifty percent of them. Sure. But, um, yeah, like I'm really, I feel pretty, pretty situated in the world of The Witcher. Yeah, and uh, all of that basically, and the Free Company. Free Company is like the mercenary group that we're a part of. Um, <clears throat> previous episodes for those that want to play along at home are uh, seventy one. 98 and 99. That's right, Ian. You took I, notes. I wrote them down before we started. He is a Cyberdyne Systems 101. He is, he is a learning computer. I, I even <laughs> wrote down patrons. So I don't wow. need to just... Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You don't just need to just like randomly eat your phone around the nope. room at the end. No. Okay. Like, talk Amazing. among yourselves. I just need to look at the uh, to the patron list. And, yeah, Amazing. Anyway. So, yeah. Northern Kingdoms, a Witcher LARP. Um, it's fucking great okay yeah. like this has to be one of my highlight laughs like, of all time mm. it's it's so well done like simon and the rest of the team do it's so bespoke yeah and like like they're so like what can we do to make your experience better and the more you feed into it the more they kind of give back yeah you know? i'm enchanted by the the way you describe <clears throat> the goings on yeah and like the deeds and they're doing every time you do one of these episodes i'm just like they're, like, they're the nodding b- along like this sounds fucking awesome they're the best yeah. like i think i larp are exceptionally good yeah okay i think i larp what they do uh johnny and kitty do exceptionally good stuff yeah but northern kingdoms is like unbelievable um like we'll talk about it um so they give us this opportunity to do downtime okay so instead of like say an empire where you're like go on one Mm. of these you literally write out whatever the fuck you want and see if you can do that thing in your downtime. Right. You can die in your downtime, okay? So if you <laughs> fuck about, you will find out, okay? So... And if I remember rightly, didn't you have, like, a fake coin or something yeah, in so, the bank from yes. last time? Uh, a fake coin or a, a, a Benny or whatever you want to call it, which is basically a kind of, like, you get a get-out-jail-free get card if you're going to die. You... But basically, in downtime, you can do it to do some pretty wacky shit. Yeah, it's like you've acquired a certain amount of uh, plot coupons, and now yes. you get to spend them on agency. And, and wacky shit we did. Yeah. Wacky we, shit we did. And, so, and, and what did you do? So in previous in the previous event, <clears throat> we had a bit of a falling out of a guy, uh, a, a, a lord from Toussaint, which yeah. is where we're from, yeah. um, called Beauduval. Right. Okay? Well, Beauduval, in our opinion, is a pompous ass. Yeah. Okay, he's got beautiful blonde locks. He's very arrogant. He said our wine tastes like piss, and that we were peasants. Um, now the Dubois are not vicious people. Okay, <laughs> but nobody fucks with the Dubois. Okay, right. So the idea was that we were maybe going to go and teach him a lesson right okay like not not hurt him or do anything mean so we had this <laughs> how do you define mean <laughs> well well okay so we wrote something out and then 
we get back written out like a fucking two and a half page of story about what happened okay Okay. which was hilariously well written and really really fun basically what happened was the Dubois brothers myself uh, Jean-Michel and my brother Jean-Luc no Jean-Luc's dead Uh, uh, Jean-Paul Jean-Paul and our our elf for elf in safety um, the sneaky Ellie um, decided that we were going to break into his house so what we did was we intercepted a cask of wine that was headed to his house. Okay. We drugged the keg. So when we arrived at the house after the keg, all the people in the house had passed out. Okay. So then we snuck in with a donkey and right. then took the donkey upstairs to his bedroom. Right. It doesn't... Well, this sounds like it's going one way, but it isn't going that way, <laughs> okay. fucking perverts. Um, and we put the donkey in his room, and then we write, like, some horrible things on the mirror, like, um, your wine tastes like piss, and yeah. a bunch of other stuff. Also, nobody fucks with the Dubois, which in hindsight, probably not a good thing to write on a mirror. Right. Um, but anybody could have written that. Um <laughs> And then while they're doing that, I am pouring a substance on Beauduval's hair, okay? Right. And we gave a few, like, options on what that might be. So we were like, oh, could it be, like, a reverse mullet? Could it be a bald cap? Like, any of this stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. And then, as we're kind of, like, peering over, watching his hair fizz and bubble, okay, um, the door opens, and a servant walks in. Okay. And the servant's like, oh, you par- started the party without me, okay? Because Baudouville likes to party, okay? Okay, like, okay. The, the fact that he doesn't get on well with the Dubois is, is a travesty, because I feel like... It, it, we'll, we'll get to that, anyway. Okay. But the... So then we all run out of the room, leaving the donkey... And, 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 and skedaddle. Okay. And then after that, we get back to what we should be doing, which is fucking the Nilfgaardians up. And right. for those that don't know uh, which are Lord, the Nilfgaardians are like the baddies from the south. Well, yeah. baddies is a pretty loose term in the witch. Everything is morally grey. The- yeah. They're, in, they're kind of, they have ownership over Tucson and we're trying yeah. to defend Tucson. Yeah. Um, so we set fire to a bunch of ships that to help them cross the river. Sure. And, like, burned a whole bunch of them down and were basically a colossal pain in the arse by destroying all their ships and fucking with their supply lines. This turned out to be... By the way, I should say everything I say is purely for this episode. If you don't know this stuff before going in, please don't use it in-game because that's not how this works. Um, There's propaganda pages going around of the Dragon of Tucson because (laughs) it sets fire to everything, Okay. So we are... The dragon. The dragon of Tucson. Amazing. Okay? So, um, we're like, we want to be like, you know, medieval Batman, right? Like, uh, you know, we're nobles, we're dumb and rich, but like, we're secretly, actually an extremely effective guerrilla operation. Well, didn't you have uh, a whole thing with Professor Portal? Uh... Uh, Oh, I should always mention this. Literally... All of the things I just said were only possible because of uh, Dr. Portal. Dr. Portal, yeah. And we never give Dr. Portal any credit. We don't even pay him. Um, he is He's like, along for the ride. Yeah, well, <laughs> he's a very generous man. He saved our lives, like, countless occasions. Um, 
Yeah. This um, is the breakdancing portal mage. Yes. Who's yes. actually Who, competent. Yeah. He's the grand magos of the free company, which is like the person that's in charge of magic shit. Yeah. Um uh he's he's great and yeah. we don't show him any love or respect at all. Well we do, but like not as much as he actually deserves, right? Because yeah. we're the dragons of Tucson. Um <laughs> Okay. So that kind of primes you for the beginning and then we uh so the location that we had was something really interesting was it's called uh Chiselhurst Caves so okay. it's literally in caves a subterranean environment yes amazing and that's we'll talk about some of the challenges that that creates but like aesthetically like yeah holy shit yeah we're in caves we're gonna go and talk to dwarfs okay like it's so cool dude i was like wow this sounds amazing they even sent out a doc a couple of different docs that were like one was about uh dwarven customs Mm. so to like familiar yourself with dwarven customs and like they have like when they want to tell you to go fuck yourself they might say it in a certain way like this is your last drink friend you know like right okay and things like that Obviously, I'm a Dubois, so I skim read it and then forgot all about it because, sure. you know... That's the whole point, right? That's it's the supposed whole point. to be, like, yeah, ignorant. I'm, and... I'm not a... Yeah. Yeah, you're not highly schooled in these matters, right? No, no. He's trying, but no. Um, so, the the areas that we're sleeping were communal, so everyone kind of grabs, like, a corner, like, a, the, the side of the walls of the cave, and everyone okay. camped out there. Um, I had a camp bed. Everyone else had kind of camp beds and was kind of camped out. So it's all actually you're, you're actually camping inside the caves yes. in a subterranean environment. Yes. Right. Okay. Yes. And and you, do you have like walls or yeah anything like that? Well, there's there's literally like cave, cave walls. walls. Right. Right. Yes. Okay. Cave walls. Okay. Um, there were some wacky things about the site, like um, as you went through into the back area. Oh, these caves go on a fair bit in the back. Right. There's some really wacky decisions. Like, occasionally you'll come across a structure that's, like, made out of bricks. And it looks like it's old. Like okay. it, uh, I, I, and serves no purpose. Like, if I owned that site, I would go around with a sledgehammer and I would smash out a bunch of the brickwork. So there's a really weird, like, just, like, weird brick structures that didn't make any sense in the place it, that we it, Is it, like, actually a, a historical location? Or? I, I have no idea about anything historic with it okay. i'm sure it was used for something else it's just as that but clearly whoever runs it now likes larp or is facilitating it for larp because okay. there's a to get into the caves there's literally a little shop and there were a bunch of guys in there playing Yu-Gi-Oh. it's like okay. a little game store okay um and they also had a big like uh sales wall with like you know the seafood glass sure. the spay cabinets is what they're called um of larp stuff so they had like LARP swords and a bunch of other stuff. So clearly this okay. site. And then the stuff that they have built in there, which is clearly like the, the modern stuff they've built, is meant to imply uh, kind of a, a fantasy aesthetic. But the tone was a little bit weird. Like they had like a lager barrel, which is like lager. That's a weird thing to have a barrel of mm. in this setting. But um, they're trying. It's cool. I think the site could do with a, a, a bit of love and care, but it's a bunch of fucking caves. And Dude, it sounds crazily awesome. cool. Yeah, like, you can't be, like, honestly, like, it's cool just being in caves, right? Just, just It's you know. super unique. Yeah, really unique. Um, so, uh, I drove down uh, on the Friday. Okay. 
obviously, I sat off late. Um, and then the M25 had like a flooded water main on it. Oh, no. And everybody got hammered. I had a, what should have been a two hour drive was a four hour drive. Right. But there were people coming from Wales who spent like nine hours driving Jeez. and a bunch of other stuff. So, uh, Basically, it's just south of London, and for those people that aren't in the UK, think about London basically being a giant, like, giant block. You're yeah. going, like, 50 miles, and it will take you many hours to get to yeah. the other side of London. Like, um, There's, like, a huge ring road that goes all the way around it, essentially. Yeah. Uh, and you, The M25, you, yeah. the largest car park in the world. Yeah, you, know? you go east or west around it, and uh, you're in for a long drive, basically, mm-hmm. whichever mm-hmm. way you go. Um and there is no easy option. And you've got to pay for the privilege, right? Yeah. Because you've got to go through the toll roads. Yeah. Um, anyway. Anyway. It's it that, it's UK living yeah. stuff, okay? Um, we uh, arrived. I get there. Everyone helps me out with my kit because they're legends. Come down there. Get kitted up. We have a, a, a good old safety briefing. Mm. There's like... Obviously, because you're in caves and the ground is a little uneven everywhere, it's like, don't run away. So the crew had been told not to pursue fast, okay. but to let people disengage if that happens, so people okay. don't panic and run and twist an ankle or, sure, sure, or break course. something, you know? Um, the way that, an interesting way of setting up where you can and can't go. So Northern Kingdom tries to encourage you to kind of like explore. So in a lot of events, you'll go out to the woods and sure. look for herbs or yeah. whatever the fuck, right? Um, in this case, they had uh, fairy lights, and they were changed the color of the fairy lights, whether you could go through it or not, which okay. I thought was quite a nice, quite cool. yeah, subtle, yeah. like, hey, you can go here, you can't go here type way, so that was, I think, yeah, as, a, as ever, really good game design. What was it like, um, like, temperature-wise and uh, water-wise? So, because, uh, like, obviously, cave systems... Mm-hmm. Uh, especially during rainy times, is there any risk so of any? It was pissing it down, yeah. And I was like, because I used to be caving when I was a teenager. Yeah, I was like, oh man, rain caves probably aren't a good mix. Um, wasn't an issue. Okay. It, uh, it was damp down there. Uh, like my pillow became quite uh, wet on the outside, sure, but not bad. It was more like just kind of an observation. Not, not okay, not interesting. And, the, and the, was the floor slick or uh, not really slick? It was again. Think about it. It's just like slightly moist. Okay, like it's a it's a it's a it's a chalk cave. Okay, so uh, like it's quite porous. So, but it wasn't wet there were toilets and water and wash basins and things like that okay. there was some drinking water available so these are all really nice yeah, yeah. things to have right um, temperature wise uh, people have been saying it was going to be really cold down there it was not cold okay yeah. from a man wearing a gambeson and full plate it was warm okay like I don't think uh, um, when I slept at night I slept in uh, what, like literally a t-shirt my crappy sleeping bag and i was more than warm enough so uh it was it was a, it was a, the, the temperature seemed to stay stable but i i don't it seemed like warmish for larping you okay. know like not indoor temperature but not outdoor temperature sure that, sure that sure makes sense and how does it work with like i assume you can't have fires or anything like that no or... fires um eating was a bit of a thing they had a, a meal ticket I did not bring enough food with me, mm. like at all. I brought like a few Cornish pasties, some snacks, a bunch of other stuff. Um, oh, I should just mention this now. 
But people provided loads and loads of things just for like ambient stuff, right? right? Like I ate these little like pancake things. I just got like really into them. I must have eaten six of these things. I was just gobbling them down. They were so <laughs> good. Um, plus Callum bought um, an assortment of sausage and wraps and, and uh, hummus. And then other people had like a roast uh, roast lamb and or just, you know, there was lots of kind of There's options. Like, finger picking food that was yeah. absolutely delicious um so weirdly despite thinking that i would be like in a lot of trouble but i was thinking like hey i can order like a pizza on saturday night hmm. i didn't need to there was more than enough food going around um so thank you all to people that were so generous in providing the food um so there's so there's this bar area okay, okay. that's like a it, this was one of the best sites at the place which is just like and i think people bought loads of stuff along to kind of make it look really fucking cool uh lots of like chairs and tables an actual bar area amazing yeah like really cool in the caves yeah that's super sick yeah so not for sale so you put your own booze behind the thing um they had this wonderful chap uh, a scottish guy who was playing a dwarf right uh, he's a player but whoever's going to run the bar as an NPC wasn't available for whatever reason. I think maybe COVID. So he took over running the bar. Okay. And he was the fuck. He was so good. He was so good. Like surly, but rude in a really polite way. Um, told the most ridiculously long-winded jokes that went on forever. <laughs> and then had like a really crappy punchline that was really funny. Like, well played, sir. Amazing. So like... Uh, Actually, there are a lot of the dwarves, because there are dwarves in the free company, obviously, with yeah. these guys a player. Um, they just owned it. Like, there was a couple of players that were just like, there was, there was a female sorceress who's got, like, whiskers coming down here, so she's a bit dwarfy, and right. she's cool. And then there was another guy with, like, a really cool beard. And just then really, all the dwarves yeah. were like, yes, dwarves. Like, yeah, well, this is your yes. time to shine, This right? is your time to shine. Yeah. So, um... Scottish accents were abroad, Welsh accents. I think in the audiobooks, the dwarves have a Welsh accent, but like any of the kind of like home nations generally were yeah. like worked really well. I think a lot of people were natively Scottish, and I'm sorry, Scotland, but Scottish makes a really good dwarven accent, right? <laughs> like, uh, it's a really good dwarven accent. Um, the bar was fucking awesome. I had so much fun in there. It was a really nice, like, communal space to hang and just have fun and RP with people. So I really liked that. Um, we had a few new folks in our little gang, um, and they were from a place called Kiwida, Kidwen, 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 Kidwen. I'm gonna go with Kidwen. Kidwen. Okay. Um, and they were made up of a few friends of mine. Uh, they all had Irish accents, and they were like, kind of like, they were another nation that was like near Skellige that had ceased to exist, I think, because the Redanians invaded or something. Okay. So they're like, basically, all the Witcher lore is terrible. Like, yeah. no one's having a good time. But so they are like ex army who are now mercenaries and sure. they're trying to do their thing. Really fun seeing new people and getting their perspective on The Witcher and how they engaged with it. But yeah, we'll, we'll talk about them later. So the mission. Why is the free company in the fucking caves? Okay. Yeah. There's this... So we're there to basically sh get the gooblies out. So there are monsters and things in the tunnels that they okay. want to kind of sort it with. But there's also this princess who's okay. turned into a monster because she's cursed. As happens in The Witcher. As it happens in The Witcher. She 
was cursed and then they found out if she wore a ring or a necklace or some shit then she stopped being cursed and was a real princess and then somehow she lost that or something and now she's roaming around the caves like as a monster as a monster okay so she's like the big bad the big goobly monster that's somewhere down there okay so obviously the Dubois want nothing to do with that also we couldn't use any explosives because we're in the fucking caves right um so we were neutered our yeah. main strength of yeeting bombs at people, we couldn't do. So we were kind of like, oh, what are we going to do now? We can't do do bombs, you know? Yeah. But um, so start of the event, there's like, right, send a few patrols out. Try and see what you can find. So we head out. And it's my first time. I deliberately didn't go round the back because I was like, I don't want to know. I want it to be... To be a surprise, right? Yeah. yeah. So we go around the back and then sneak our head around. And then a necker comes out, which is basically a goobly. Yeah. Uh, and we stab that goobly up pretty good, um, as you do. Then we carried on. We're kind of like checking everywhere. And there's lots of kind of like gaps and holes where it sure. should be. It's quite well lit. For safety reasons. Sure. Um, but, like, there's lots of places for things to jump out from, basically, sure. if they want to. We come around this corner, and there's these group of dwarfs. And they're kind of blocking the way. And they're like, oh, look who it is. Who's this? You know, like, um, we're like, hello, dwarfs. We're here to... Uh, hello, dwarfs. We are here to uh, keep everyone safe. And they're like, oh, well, we're perfectly safe type thing. And there's this one dwarf who seemed quite nervous at the back okay Okay. he looked a bit unwell and i was like is your friend okay and this is like oh that's humble he's fine he's fine you know these guys are like bandits okay Okay. and they're gonna mug us at all but then um uh callum is like oh we'll pay you if you let us go through okay okay so I was like, don't not pay them. This is ridiculous. And I was like, no, 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 just fine. I'll pay them. So I started handing out a few coins. I started talking to Humble. Right. I was like, uh, is your name Humble? I'm, are you okay? Like, we can provide medical assistance. He was like, no, 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 I'm fine. And just like, and he's really kind of this nervous dwarf. Sure. And um, while I'm talking to him, something kicks off. Okay. okay. Like. What, in a different area of the No, line? right where we are. Okay. So I think either the bandits pulled swords or we did, but they instantly people are getting stabbed and <laughs> it's chaos around me. And I'm standing there with Humble and he's just like, uh, maybe, you, maybe you can take me... Ho- oh, they take my brother hostage. And then they're like, he's like, hey, maybe you could take me hostage. And I'm like, good, good thinking, Humble. So I hold the dagger around his neck. And I'm like, I'll kill him. I'll fucking kill him. <laughs> and and he's, he's, I'm going like, he's like, oh, you're doing a really good job. And I'm like, you're doing a really great job as a, a hostage, right? And I'm like, I'll kill him. But like, they, they pay attention for about five seconds and they go straight back to killing each other again. And I'm just like, Humble, they don't care whether I kill you or not. And he's just like, I'm like, oh, sorry, I think I just nipped your neck there, Humble. I apologize. You know, like really <laughs> silly, really fucking fun. Um, eventually... Uh, we start cutting down the dwarves. I've hacked down a dwarf around a corner, and he's like wounded on the floor. Right, and I I got him. Yeah, because yeah, he fucked with us. Right? Um, it's the Witcher. And then so then afterwards, like I start talking to Humble, and it turns out that he's uh, it, he just kind of like arrived in these caverns by accident, right, and kind of got in with the wrong crew. 
and was told like banditing would be good fun and easy way to make money, but his heart right. really wasn't in it. Okay. So I was like, I'll come back to the uh, come back to the, the bar with us, and like you can like hang out with the free company. So I get him back and give him a beer and like have a bit of a chin wag with Humble. Really liked Humble and a great character. Um, he eventually fucks off because he's a member of the crew and yeah. they can't. We can't just steal them for ourselves for the entire night. Amazing. Um, Ellie's character, El Elfedred, Elfedred. I call her Elf, uh, right. which is bad, and you shouldn't just call people by their um, <laughs> what they are. Yeah, but I'm a Dubois and I do what I want. So. The elf, um, her dad showed up because she's a half elf. Okay, and her human dad showed up, and as a NPC, a NPC, and like I got to meet him. It was like, oh, this is like Jean Michel Dubois, and I'm like, it is a pleasure to meet you. And she, he was like, oh, I've heard really good things about you, and I was just like. The elf told you good things about me. And he's just like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, this is a pleasure. And I was like being all nice and stuff. Um, I don't know what's going on with that. I feel like there's plot there. I don't think Ellie really got into what that plot was. But I'm kind of curious. Like there's some stuff that I kind of heard after the event. But there's like, it's interesting. But like that's a really good example of like how good Northern Kingdoms is, right? You write some stuff in your backstory and then an NPC shows up. Amazing. And it's your daddy. And yeah. it's like, and Ellie was like, Ellie even said that she was like, gonna ha- felt like she should have a bit of a cry because it was like, oh my yeah. God, that's so sweet that someone took the time to, to look at my character. Did she know go, beforehand no. that he was turning up? Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and basically what happened was like, I think it was like some sort of Redanian thing. And the Redanians are the ones who are like, real dicks about non-humans okay like okay. sorceresses dwarves elves like they're all on the funeral pyre okay very nasty business um so he couldn't for whatever reason like send her a message so they ended up like and then when he heard he could he came running and it was all like okay cool but there's lots of questions about all of this right sure, like sure. where have you been like, why now why now so sure. lots of stuff okay um oh speaking of non-humans all the non-humans had a non-human meeting. Interesting. Humans not invited. Um, so I ended up walking in there by accident. And uh, <laughs> they all they all shooed me away. Uh, basically, they came to a thing that was like, uh, we are all to try and not call... Uh, <laughs> what? Like elves. A character elf? who actually has a name, Elf. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, or Witcher. Hey, Witcher. Um, right. you know, we'll see how that works out. We'll see how that works out. <laughs> but generally, I like I could call Ellie's character Dread, and it would be fine. But it's much more funny just to be like Elf um, all the time. <laughs> um, Oi, would you? Um, very silly. Uh, then we had elections. So there are different positions in the free company. Yeah. So there is like a quartermaster, there's like provost, I want to say, and the magos. I think they're the roles. I haven't written them down, but I think they're the three roles that we voted for. And basically quartermaster sorts out the cash, make sure people are paid, make sure they have resources to do whatever they do. Um, Provost is like uh, dealing with... um, people being naughty or coming out of line they're in charge of like uh you know discipline right 
Magos is in charge of magic. Um, okay. So we had a little election. That was really fun, getting to people to do that. Um, people won. I won't go into it. It's just it's just a cool thing that we have sure. a bit of agency over, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, oh, I just wrote Romance in the Air. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. So... Me and Callum have been talking between events. Okay. And we were like, wouldn't it be fun to like have a, a storyline where we're both pining after the same person? <laughs> but okay. we like sabotage each other so badly okay. that neither of us have the opportunity because we're so bad at it, right? right. Like sure, uh, sure. we kind of had this idea when we're gonna be like, there's this one um a lovely lady, I won't mention her name, but she's from Poland. Um she's very, very good at LARP and very, very cool. She's the one who made us go for the uh flower quest last oh, time. Oh right, amazing. Yeah. So I was like, okay, what and we messaged her and we're like, hey, would you mind if this storyline type thing? And she was like, Oh I'm really sorry, but I'm not gonna be at the next event. Okay. But her friend who plays the dwarf is. So I got to her and I was just like Excuse me, uh does your sorceress friend did they they mentioned me at all <laughs> and she was like oh yeah saying like nice things about you and I was like oh oh really uh what, what did she say and she was, <laughs> she was just like oh she said uh how beautiful your eyes were so for the rest of the night I went around and was just like everyone's fluttering your eyes fluttering my eyes around like other people would be like is there something wrong with your eyes <laughs> are you having a fit yeah and they're like oh did you you said something about my eyes? And then some players cottoned on and went, wow, you really do have beautiful eyes. And I was like, <laughs> yes, yes, I do. It's one of my best features. I have been told. Yeah, I've been told I have pretty special eyes. Do not look at them too long. You will get lost in them. Um, really fun. But um, Jean-Paul decided that he was going to be in love with the dwarf. I had a bit of an OC chat with her and was just like, hey, do you mind if I pine for you? And <laughs> okay. he even set it up that he would be rebuffed. He was like, yeah, but you've got to rebuff me at all costs, right? Okay. Like, uh, whatever. And I was just like, okay, cool. I was like, oh, that's sad. Because, you know, you could be, you know, anyway, making like half dwarf babies and stuff. But, <laughs> um, really fun. So basically, sure. for the rest of the weekend, he had his eyes on the dwarf. And every time she came up, he would say compliments about her. And that was like, <laughs> just very silly. Very silly. Amazing. Um, there was also, I'll touch on it briefly. So, the Magos, Captain right. Portal. Yeah. Dr. Portal, I should say, get his title right. And uh, Nico, who is like one of the top kind of organiser people mm. in the thing, they had this weird, like, little romance going on. Okay. So, Captain, uh, Dr. Portal had arranged it so her room was full of flowers. This is during downtime. This is okay. one of the things he did in downtime was full of these flowers, okay? And then on Friday night, his bed at the event was covered in flowers. So she had reciprocated Amazing. and covered his bed with flowers. And then on Saturday, they went for a cheeky little date. And... uh fucking player pimping you know what I mean like that shit's fucking cool and it was like really, really cool. fun it's also like I love how like Dr. Portal's like this smooth he's got all the moves he's, he's he's not only dance moves he's got moves Ian moves I mean if you have the ability to make portals mm-hmm. I think like it's a distinct advantage 
Uh, and it opens up all kinds of opportunities like, to... Spoilers for the game. Yeah. There's a scene in it where the main characters portal yeah. to somewhere else and sure. to have a date. And this was his plan. Amazing. That he could portal them to... A, I mean, like, that's a fucking superpower. Like, yeah. oh, why don't we go to the sea of whatever? This is one of my favourite, most beautiful spots in the world. Like, well played, Dr. Portal. Just that's really cool. I'm very proud of you. Um... Oh my god, Saturday, okay? okay. So I go to bed. Um, now, as some people may know, I'm a bit of an anti-snorer. And recently I found out that I might be joining the disgusting ranks of snorers. Okay. Uh, I have been told that I have a very sweet, soft snore. Okay. But that's still a snore, Ian, <laughs> and not acceptable. So okay. I don't know what I'm going to do about that, but it's I'm getting older now and it's freaking me out. So anyway, <laughs> but communal sleeping, there was the gentle uh, orchestra of snoring going on. And honestly, a snorer is annoying. Right. Many snorers, it just drifted me off to sleep. It was really nice. There okay. was no... Uh, something about they hit like a harmonic yeah like a kind of resonance that was just like <laughs> sleepy time now and okay. it was like it made me think about like you know someone mentioned it about how um back in the day when everyone slept in caves or communal areas i was like is this plugging into some weird like primal, primal shit yeah, where yeah, i'm yeah. like oh look everyone's sleeping and they're snoring and as a group it makes me feel sleepy time, and I, I just fell asleep. I was also really pissed, so yeah. uh, that probably Maybe helped. Might that. that helped? That, that, um, yeah. So Saturday morning, I, I think I, I get a lot of the timeline wrong because we're underground. Um, it's hard to kind of uh, sure, of course. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I think it might be in the afternoon. Anyway, someone comes over and goes, Jean Michel. You and your brother have been summoned. There's some people here from Tucson that want to speak to you. And I'm like, from Tucson? Maybe I'm going to get the medal. So I, uh, <laughs> so I, I love that jumped first up instinct. and uh, go and see my brother. And there's some, there's some fucking Tucson, like, there's like a an emissary and like someone with a big fucking weapon. And they're like, are you the Tucson brothers? And we're like, we are. And they're like, you have been summoned to go to the Duchess of Tucson's court. And I'm like, we're totally going to get the medal. And then um, <laughs> I said to like the one carrying the weapon, I was like, tell me, are we going to get the medal? Like, don't lie to me. And they were like, <laughs> she's looked at me like, get the fuck on with it type thing. Yeah, they were yeah, kind yeah. of brisk with us. And I was like, and then they were like, uh, you're allowed to bring one other person with you. You need to bring a lawyer. And we we're like, a lawyer? What is this? You know? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. we took Dr. Portal. It would have been really good. This is just one thing. If we could have brought um, Ellie along as well, because right. we're the four people that were involved in this storyline. Okay, Doctor Portal, uh, Ethel Dread, um, Jean Paul, and me. Right, yeah. like so, it would have been cool if she could have come, but they were really insistent that we could only have so many people. That'd be my one criticism of all of this, by sure, the way, sure, because sure. it was fucking amazing. So we go to the end of the caves. They do a portal. Okay. We get portaled to Tucson. We walk through the caves, okay. come through, and there's like this whole thing where there's literally the Duchess is sat on a fucking chair higher than everyone else. To one side of her, there is a magistrate. Okay. To the other side is Beau Duval. And he is wearing an outrageously coloured, multicoloured wig. And next to him is this this lady, okay? Is 
Is Bodival a player or an NPC? He's an NPC. Okay. But he's a man, the myth, the legend. Okay. okay. Right, 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 right. So and everyone looks very fucking serious. Okay. <laughs> so I, I actually. Um, oh, that's so good. Uh, there was a photographer there, um, uh, Gordon, and he captured a little bit on video, which I posted on our Facebook wall. So you can actually see what I'm talking about. But they were like, do you know why you're here? And I was like, not a clue. Is it for a medal? Yeah. And they were like, no, you'll come here because you have to answer for your actions. And we were like, what actions? And then uh, Callum just... It's drink. like taking a he drink. He slops from his drink and she just goes in, do you drink in court? And he just goes, yes. And that's, <laughs> that's the whole video. But um, it's so funny. It's so oh, funny. It's so funny. So they're like, you're here on like three charges. And the magistrate lists them out. And he's just like, you... Broke, um, you broke into Duval's house, drank right. his wine, and wrecked his house. And I was just like, I wouldn't drink his piss wine. And then they started yelling at me, you know, like, uh, and then basically, me and Callum constantly interrupted the court. Callum more than me, but we were constantly interrupting everything, and they got real mad about it. Um, uh, we are uh, defamation of character because uh, we had uh, smeared uh, the right honourable Beau Duval's name by calling him a coward and his wine tasting like piss. Okay. And what was the other one? Oh, like the assault thing of doing his hair in, right? Right. And so, obviously, us being shrewd operators pleaded not guilty. Okay. Immediately. Um, and then they brought forward uh, a witness... <laughs> who was the, the, the maid, the maid yeah. who is also a close confidant of the Duchess, which is right. a problem. A big problem. Because we can't call her a liar because that will reflect badly on the Duchess. And then, so we're like, so I'm like, I go to the, 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 the maid, I'm like, snitch. And it was just like, you know, like, uh, just <laughs> being mean. And then... um the Duchess was like, in light of this new material, maybe you should go and talk to your lawyer for two minutes. And as soon as I got around the corner, I was like, right, let's get the fuck out of here. Um, <laughs> they're like, no, no, no. Dr. Paul was like, by the way, Dr. Paul, throughout all of this, was just exacerbated. Like, he was just so like, please stop talking. When they're talking, don't talk. Okay? Right. Like, and we're like, uh, anyway, like, um, he's like, no, we can't run. And I was just like, why not? And I was just like, this is, no, no, just go in there. And say sorry, and then we'll get out of here, okay? And it was just like, uh, what are we? What do we saying sorry for? Anyway, so we go back in there. They're like, "How do you plead?" And we're like, "Guilty." You know what I mean? Like, um, <laughs> okay. So they came up with a few different charges that we could possibly get. Twenty-five gold, uh, like so, uh, uh, crown pieces or whatever each. Right. And Is I, ta- I lean over to Callum, and I'm like. How much do we have? And he just looks at me and goes, "Not that much." And I'm like, "Oh shit!" So then, the second one was we had to, we could in a public square, uh, Beau Duval slaps us. The third one was Beau Duval kicks us in the bum. Wow. Yeah. All right. They're one of our three options. Okay. Okay. So obviously, none of these seem very good. But we try and plead our case, saying that we're the uh, Dragons of Tucson and all that stuff, right? That right. We're, we're, everything we do, um, but we keep on swearing and being loud. Um, at one point, mm. um, the Duchess <laughs> stood up 
and used a very stern, angry voice on us. Right. And then because Callum interrupted her <laughs> and Callum got fined in contempt of court of 25 uh, um, crowns, which is literally pretty much our entire stack of cash. Right? Okay. Like that is us straight to the poverty line um, for uh, contempt of court. Um, it plays out. I start trying to flirt with the handmaiden because I'm bored and figure this is what jo- uh, <laughs> Jean-Michel would do. <laughs> so I'm saying, oh, I really like that uh, necklace you have. It, it sparkles and brings out the colour in your eyes. And she's just looking at me like, I hate you. And I'm just like <laughs> being like, oh, that dress is so beautiful. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, um, so eventually Bauduval stands up and he kind of gives his piece on what happened and we're like we're so fucked we are going to get ironed the fuck out and we're being very badly behaved and sure um, so we're fucked but then the magistrate comes up with a punishment okay so we don't need to pay the money okay although Callum did have to pay the money because that was a separate charge of contempt of court okay um, we're not getting the Kick up the bum or the slap on the face. For the next year, right. we are put into Beauduval's uh, uh, stewardship where he is going to teach us elocution lessons and how to be gentlemen again. Oh my gosh. Whenever he wants, he, has, he says, it is time for a lesson and we have to go with him. So then we erupt into, shit! Ah, fuck my ass! And, like, stuff like this, right? Like, uh, in the middle of the court, right? And just being very badly behaved. But, um, yeah, so now for the next year, uh, we're, like, the worst. Like, such a beautiful punishment. Such a wonderfully beautiful punishment that the magistrate, I think, just came up with on the spot because it would be the best. And honestly, as a as a player, yeah. I'm like, this is so good. Like yeah. the idea of Bodova uh, Duval trying to teach us how to be gentlemen again and teaching us elocution lessons is the best game. Like yeah. it's so fucking good. Um, eventually, we left, and I like. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the lady holding the spear I was just like I thought you said we were going to get medals and uh, she never said that but, um, <laughs> just to fuck with them and then um, eventually oh they also had some questions about the free company and bad things that we had potentially done but a lot of it was slanderous so Dr. Portal actually did some yeah. Dr. Portaling stuff and managed to convince them that it wasn't that bad but they were going to sure. run an audit and all this stuff uh, so eventually um, someone had given me a, a, a dragon uh, like a, a badge type thing for the, but I get, I decided I just got given this and it's a really cool gift. But I decided that I would give it to the Duchess. Right. And I was just like, next time when you see burning ships on the horizon, that new guardian ships on the horizon, maybe you could look at this in that firelight and maybe think of us. And it was just like, <laughs> and then we got out of there. Um, it was the best. We must figure out a way of being naughty enough. That we have to be put in court again, right. but not naughty enough that it's actually a serious crime. Okay. So we need to do like good and bad at the same time. Mischievous crime. Yes. So one thing was that uh, it came out that Beauduval's granddad was being held captive by the Nilf Guardians. Okay. So we were like, what if we 
rescued Beauduval's granddad. Okay. And then we asked Beauduval where his granddad was being kept. And it turned out he's being held in Nilfgaard. Okay. But our initial plan was if he was being held at the family home, mm. we get in there, grab the granddad, replace him with a really big bomb, and then leave. <laughs> Okay. And then blow up Boy Duval's house. Okay, but rescue his granddad. Okay, so that's like a good and a bad thing. Sure. Like this is the like an example. I don't think we can do that, but just as an example of what we want to do, yeah. that's the sort of vibe. Um, well played to everyone in that room. I'm so sorry for uh, you did so well in trying to not laugh. Um, the Duchess kept on having to drink out of a cup to not. It was so fun. It was very silly. Classic Dubois. Absolutely amazing. Um, uh, Bonduval came back with us and tried to teach us some elocution lessons. Amazing. We have to keep our pinky up when drinking, and also the right. And he was like, no, 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 and it was just like. Then Callum's like, ah, he's holding the cup above his mouth and pouring it in to finish <laughs> it, and I was like, yeah, and he's like, no, 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 no. And it's like, <laughs> but I like the idea that Bonduval and us are going to kind of rub off on each other, right? So we're going to get more, well, maybe not more. Like we're we'll gonna have word quirks, right? Yeah, like, but like civilized quirks. We're gonna make sort of like we're gonna make Beauduval a brave hero by the time we're done. Sure, just like us. Um, <laughs> so then um, we did the mercenary company thing, which is like where we have like mercenary units. Uh, we send that we get given a brief on what's happening with them, mm. and then they go off and do that thing. You were in charge of the light cavalry last time, or something, weren't the you? The Knights yeah. of Dubois. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. right, Ian. Um, yeah. And we were again this time. And Amazing. bear in mind, me and Callum, basically, we're one character. So everyone's like, who's in charge of that? The Dubois. Like, mm. we're one person. Okay. Um, the first one was like, there were a bunch of different options. We had a bunch of different units. There were lots of different units there. We didn't send all of our forces to all the different ones. And bad things happened. And dwarves were very upset. So okay. we didn't get to hear much of what actually happened. I, we didn't, I didn't even hear the debrief. Which kind of sucks. I love hearing what happened. Sure. Um, you have to write them a letter and stuff. Uh, the next one was like uh, defending a town. For, and they gave us a bunch of different options. Uh, that meeting took well over an hour. Wow. Okay. And I think. Okay. This is my first like thing about the location. Because you're in a cave, right? All the sound is like definitely loud and distorted. Yeah. So when people start speaking loudly, um, it it clashes a lot. People speak in the corridor; you can hear them from a mile off. Um, and generally, I think a lot of people this weekend—I don't think I'm out of line saying this—were a little bit tetchy. Like right. people's emotions were kind of frayed. I think communal sleeping. I think the confined area. I think the lack of sunlight. There was a lot of grumpy souls. Okay, okay. Um, and I think that kind of like permeated a lot of the event. So I feel like you kind of stuck with people. I think there was a very also. I might as well talk a lot about this cave now. Now we're on the subject. So no, the game team had lots of problems because usually what happens is you have one game runner with the players sure, and another one setting up the encounter and you can just radio. Sure, but you can't do that. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah. we're ready. All right, send the players along. Boom. Okay. Yeah. You can't use radios down there. So communication has to be everything done on foot, which is really fucking hard. Yeah. Um, if you're sitting on a, a campsite or somewhere else, everyone can see everything that's going on. Right. Um. But if you're not in the tavern or talking to the right people at the right time, you might miss a bunch of encounters. So okay. This became a bit of a problem for new players who 
didn't go on many encounters. Like, I didn't go on many encounters, but I, I had my boots filled by the sure, adventures sure. I did have. But new players were definitely left around, kind of twiddling their thumbs. Northern Kingdoms can be, by its very nature, some characters can be a little closed off from each other. This is part of the game. I don't think there's a massive problem with this. But in this environment, I think it started to become a little bit of a problem. Now, as soon as this information was fed back to the game designers they take action on it. Like, yeah. they're so good. They're so responsive to stuff like this. So, uh, I know that they had some uh, new player or newer player. They had one one uh, new player thing on the Friday, but on Saturday when this became more of an issue, um, they took them out, gave them an absolute rip-roaring fucking encounter where there was like a blind monster who could only hear and you had to be really quiet moving Amazing. around it in the dark and stuff. Yeah, like really fucking really cool, cool shit. Um so yeah, well well done. Like I, I think they're so good at that sort of stuff. And to react on the fly as well and uh, come up with systems and things. Yeah. That's the whole thing. It feels like it's really uh, adaptive, both like in the way it handles stuff OC and like all the uh, character generation stuff and the way they've involved your characters in the stories and things. I but also in the game itself. A hundred percent. That like they're they're hell bent on making the best game possible for everyone there. Yeah. Right? And they want to facilitate that and make sure everyone's having a good time. Mm. Um, in fact, I almost feel weird like using the criticisms I have so far because they're so great. Yeah. They're really, really great. Um, I think, like I said, I think the site has issues. Um, but let me put it this way. I think, like, it's still a Northern Kingdom event and Northern Kingdom events are still great. Yeah, and I think also the the aesthetic of the site right yeah and and there's certain there's prices to playing in certain locations mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. uh you know if, if you want certain types of environments that does necessarily come with certain costs like for those benefits right i don't know i feel like chiselhurst caves are interesting as a site would i want to play there again i don't know i would have to think about it yeah um the I'm also since COVID I've been a very I really need personal time I get peopled out quite easily mm. um, like I was talking about there's a few frayed edges around people over the weekend and this is like a lot of different people like um, I was I think I got pretty pissed off at one stage which we can which we won't really go into but I'll kind of mention it briefly but um, I think a lot of people had kind of like uh, little frayed edges around stuff. There's um, also a fatigue element to things uh, as well, right? Dude, and I 100%. Think, uh, yeah. If you're if you're tired and if there's a lot of walking and the, being on your the feet, audio of things like there was one fight we went on where there was so much shouting and it was very chaotic mm. and like I don't really get like sensory overload. I know people do. Mm. Uh, I started to get like, oh my god, like this is a, this is a lot, right? Mm. Like a lot of people shouting, a lot of uh, things. And in fact, we can talk and talk about that. Um, so then uh, we went. So I'd heard about this prison raid, okay? okay? And there were certain people who had been held by the Nilf Guardians, and we were going to go teleport. A portal into this area sneak around right jack in the box get the people out of there sure um the idea was that i was going to then blow up the prison mm. once we had escaped okay, okay. so uh, just um before you get into that i just yeah. think one thing for people who haven't maybe listened to the other episodes functionally when you're saying portaling and teleporting yeah how does that work okay in game so you need so, uh, someone who can make portals to cast it. 
they then do a little bit of RP. Right. Um, like Dr. Portal has a thing where he does a, uh, he, he has colored light to okay. represent where the portal is. Sure. Once you travel through the portal, uh, time pauses until you come out of the portal. Sure. And um, you need to inform a ref, uh, like when you're making a portal or something, or is there, a, or is it just you do the thing and you put your hand up? Or? I think so, but don't quote me on that. Sure. Okay. Um, there's quite a few things in the rules that talk about having a referee present, and I feel like at one event we did need a ref present. So yes, I'm sure. going to say yes. Okay. But obviously, Dave rules as Dave rules, and if you go into this sure. event, read the rules yourselves. Yes, no, yeah, anything I say, it's just to give people a perspective on what yeah. the logistics of what but you're there's saying. Like, there's oh. interesting stuff to do with like uh, your bleed count. You have like five minutes if you sure. go down and you're with your hit points gone to zero, then you die. But if you but go through a portal, that time is exactly. And, and then, then you... when a uh, doctor starts working on you, if they staunch the bleeding, that also does something to your timer as well. But okay. if they're interrupted, it keeps going. Um, there's uh, I I really like the combat system. It's 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 very straightforward. Like if you have most of your body covered in steel, then you get more hit points. And then okay. then if you have some steel but some other bits aren't, then it averages out. Um, I think it's a good system. Me and Callum are both big clunky boys wearing a lot of steel yeah. and gambesons, so we're pretty tough, really. Um, so this prison raid, okay? So the plan is we're gonna go there, we're gonna rescue a bunch of people, we're gonna I'm gonna then be the last man out, Fuck light the, the fucking bomb, right, get out of there, blow up this thing. And it's above this de dematerium de dematerium, whatever the fuck that stuff is. Okay. Basically it's like anti mage stuff. So okay. you if you're gonna make them out handcuffs out of it, you can put that on a wizard and they or a sorceress and they won't be able to do with their magic, okay? okay. Like anti wizard yeah. stuff. Um, so we're going to blow this up and I was like curious does it like make a mega explosion like a nuke and they were like no but anyway cool. um, yeah so we go through the thing I'm like I say to everyone like the the, the the skirmish captain leading us is just like okay this is the plan goes through tells everyone that I'm going to be you know laying the explosive and I was just like listen everyone if I fall over or go down with this bomb we all die so keep me safe you know <laughs> okay so we go off this thing and like the first bit, I even took my tacits off because they clank a lot and it's sure. for the lols, but in that sure. in that environment it's very loud. But anyway, I took them off and then we kind of sneak along, sneaky, sneaky. Okay. And then we see like a guard and then we're like, have to like, you know, proper like, uh, remind me of those 1960s Second World War movies, you know, sure. where you yeah, see yeah, the yeah. guard and you'll have to cross a little bit so that when the guard turns yeah. and then you're all like... Where eagles there kind of stuff. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah massively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then we all sneak round go around the thing and then they realise that there's a dead end and then they're like okay cool right and everyone's like waiting and then everyone's like okay let's bum rush them so literally like everyone fucking charges forward the fight itself was pretty fucking chaotic right okay like I think there was and this isn't like this isn't I think there were definitely some safety concerns um people were very aggressive uh, people were pretty hyped up um, after the battle, uh, the crew had, the, the, the crew had made some pretty, uh, like, like fair, uh, comments on that a lot of them have basically been roughed up or forced against walls, right. or poked with non-pokey weapons, things like that. Sure, sure. Um, I don't know who was involved, uh, but it's like, you know, when we go to these events, crew are there, 
to give us a good time. Yeah. It's really important to remember that they're people too. They are not there to get smashed around or whacked around. Um, I, I don't know where it was the environment. People got pretty hyped up, whatever it was. But uh, us as players, we are so deeply sorry. We should be better than that. And yeah. we let, let ourselves down in that situation. Yeah. So um, there's a few moments of like people packing into an area stuff like this it's more like you just um we were all very excited it was a very intense like thing sure i guess when there's a lot of build up to a moment as well yeah and you're doing a lot of sneaking and espionage and we and were, stuff. we were told this was like th- this could be very dangerous yep. lots of heavy infantry going to be fighting us we have to find these people mm-hmm. we have to do it quickly mm-hmm. um also, I think there were some people that maybe got a little bit too involved in what was happening. But either way, like, dear crew, yeah. really sorry. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, we as a player base will do better. And we did do better. So mm. there's a there's another skirmish later on where everyone was really, really good. And I think it just needed people to be told, hey, you know. And, and the orgs did that in a really mature and good way in communicating that. Um, so we find a few of these prisoners... Start getting them out, and uh, which is really fun. Yeah. Like there are other prisoners there, sure. and we're like, "All right, you're coming with us." Like I don't know who this is, but now sure. we're basically you're being. It's a jailbreak. Congratulations, you're being rescued. You know, yeah. I don't want to go with you. Well, tough titties. Today's you know, your lucky day. Today's your lucky day. <laughs> you know, a sword point, get moving. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So we killed a bunch of the guardians, managed to rescue the people. Just as we're leaving, there was like a bridge area. And, uh, bitch of yeah, very much so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's this tiny little thing, but that's how I pictured it in my imagination. Was the kind of like free foot. Um, the so the um, the skirmish captain's last one over the bridge, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, are you the last one? And she's like, yes. And I'm like, are you the last one? Because I'm a professional. I asked yeah. twice, and she's like, yes. And she was like, set the bomb. And I was just like, okay. And I'm already fucking around with the bomb. So then yeah. I, everyone's like. Filling out. There's like a basically you turn a corner and that's where the portal is. Sure. So I I, I fuck around with it. I got a lantern because I didn't have a bomb, right? Okay. So I just turn the lantern on and I go, okay, we got sixty seconds before this whole place goes down. Okay, and then Amazing. Uh, so then we all start filtering out. Um, there was okay. So we're running to the thing. An incident happened with another player where there was an assassination attempt put against me. Okay, there's a few things about this that I don't feel that I can really talk about on the podcast because I have a platform. I can talk to you about it. I will give my version of events and the other person will not be able to respond. And I think that isn't fair. Yeah. Um, So therefore, I'm not going to go into it. This was a pretty big part of my weekend and has given me weird feelings after the event. Um, I have tried to reach out to that player. That player clearly doesn't want to talk to me about it. I fully understand. It's fine. Mm. Um, but just a shout out to the orgs. Uh, they were really, really good about it. We went through a whole bunch of stuff together. I explained my position on a bunch of stuff, um, which ended in basically me saying, like, I don't really want to interact with this person in future, mm. which is fine. And they were totally fine with that. And everything kind of went out well. So I just want to give a quick shout out to the orgs. Thank you very much for that. Mm. Uh, you handled it really well. 
none of us want to have these kind of awkward situations in game mm. um so i can't really talk about it at all i would love to talk about some of the details and nuances of it because i think they're really interesting when it comes to mm. how we interact with the game safety motivation of characters why you kill another character when for me would that be a good thing i can't talk about any of that yeah okay moving on okay um at some point later on, I come back into the caves. A whole bunch of people are on the ground. Oh, yeah, we blow the thing up, okay? Um, yay, <laughs> victory, right? Um, come back into the town, and there's a whole bunch of people down. And then a giant fucking centipede body in the thing. And they're like, don't touch it. It will make you poison. I'm like, holy shit. Like, did this And this just thing's huge. It's like 20 feet long, It's right? fucking massive. Right. And the way they operate is like uh, one of those... Uh, Chinese dragon puppets yeah um, and it was just like that's fucking awesome I saw it when it was dead I got yeah. to see it alive later on but man like it fucked people up okay like it uh, they used like silly string to represent like poison or whatever coming oh, off oh amazing like, really fun that's like, fun. really fun um, so new player encounter they all go off have a fucking great time um, so we're like chilling out in the evening okay okay and then um a, like a troll comes into the bar. It's a friendly troll. A friendly troll. Troll-a-lol-lol. <laughs> and Are you for real? There's trolls walking around <laughs> and saying, like, everyone, and people were hugging the troll. And I was just like, I've got to go hug me a fucking troll, right? Like, That's amazing. So I gave the troll... This is the really cool thing about The Witcher, right? It has these kind of... Because it, it's all... um, It's sort of dark fairy tales. Yeah. For those of you who kind of don't know the kind of... Uh, the, 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 the lore very well. But it's kind of like dark... Uh, sort of Eastern European fairy tales, uh, Polish like yeah. yeah stuff yeah, and it's like but some of that necessarily comes with weird quirky stuff. The game's hilarious and it's hilarious. Right? There's loads of like very silly. This is why like it's cool with the Dubois being as kind of silly and loud as they are. All of this still fits into the world. You can have mm. your edgy fucking witches who yeah. are great, by the way. Yeah. They're always like, you know, kind of like, ah, oh, I can smell the troll in the air. You know, like, <laughs> stay near me. Yeah. If you if you leave my side, you'll die. You know, that sort of shit, right? Sure, like, sure, sure. love it, right? Yeah. And from that then to us being like, dressed down by the Duchess of Tucson for yeah. being too silly. Right. Also, like, I forgot one great line, which was, when they asked us in court, why did you do it? And then Gavin just goes, because it was funny. And then they were like, <laughs> like you know, not how not to defend yourself. In sure, sure, sure. Um, actually, that night, um, Dr. Portal came up to me and went to me, so, how do you think the court case went? And I was went, it went incredibly well. And he was like, <laughs> what? And I was just like, yes, we are not dead. We are not in prison. I think it went really well. I think the Duchess really likes us. And it was just like, uh, you know, like, um, he was like just looking at us and just like, oh my yeah. God, you're the Idiots. worst. Idiots. Yeah. Idiots. Um, so I give a, a, a troll a hug, which was really fucking fun. That's cool. The guy in the troll suit was working hard. It was warm sure. down there and he's wearing a giant fucking troll yeah. outfit, um, which is baller, by the way. Yeah. Like, it's so cool. Um, we're hanging out okay. having a few drinks. Right. Bodu Val comes down and okay. he's giving us an elocution lesson. Okay, Amazing. so we're we're kind of playing along. And it's just good times with him anyway. Sure. 
Then uh, there's these two dwarves come into the bar. Okay. And then one of them kind of says to us, I'll give you a crown if you stab him or slap him or punch him or something. And I say to the other one, like, hey, this your friend here just tried to pay us a coin to, to, to hit you or whatever. And he says, oh, yeah. And he starts talking about it. And I was like, oh, come here, come here. And he sits him down. Then a judge dwarf comes in. Right. And there is a problem with a legal claim to a silver mine. Right. This old fella, this elder dwarf, right, was in charge of this silver, silver mine. mine. Right. And the way dwarf heritage works is it's the eldest member of the family inherits it. Okay. Now, one of them married, like, his sister or something... And then he became the person that should have inherited it. But then the other dwarf said that he had promised the, the silver mine to go to him. Right. And he seemed like a more of a kind of stand-up kind of sure. dwarf fellow. Right. And the other guy was But that's not rich. how it works. No. Right. So the judge was like, well, it's going to take me at least 10 years to work this out, right? Like dwarf justice works very slowly. Amazing. Just like, so we decided that we were going to get involved, okay? <laughs> okay. The Dubois will get to the bottom of this. So then we're all kind of arguing and people are kind of talking over themselves. And then we bring out like a cup and whoever's holding the cup gets to talk. Okay. Okay. This, thank you to the other players involved and the NPC players because holy shit, this was funny. Like I would like hand the cup to the judge and then the judge would start talking and I didn't like what he said so I would just whip the the jug out of his hands and then pass it to someone else and then he would stop speaking because he didn't have the cup anymore and like just very silly Um, it got to the point where everyone has kind of said their piece at one point we had been like oh okay so we're all agreed whoever gets a silver mine the Dubois get 25% for helping you out sort out what it is. And they were like, yeah, okay, don't think. And it was just Amazing. like, yes, sweet. <laughs> In 10 years time. Success. Success. Well, once they get the thing done. So it boiled down to the judge basically saying that like some of the free company were going off to a place to find the will or proof of what had happened. Okay. okay. So, which is cool. Yeah. And um, <laughs> then a few minutes later, a witcher comes back holding an axe. Right. Okay. And this axe is like possessed. Okay. And the axe is like leading the witcher around. And then it's like, you know, it points in direction and zooms off and then they kind of chase it and then they kind of turn around. It's very witcher, very witcher stuff. Okay. Like this is like, I'm in, I'm in the witcher at this stage. This okay. is one of the most immersive fucking... I love this as a... It's like when a visual they, vista, right? The, the side quests in The Witcher 3 are so fucking good. And this yeah. was like one of those. Like right. an absolutely memorable side quest. Anyway, the witch is zooming around. Turns out the barman is sat down and the axe comes up to the barman. And okay. they're like, well, he's not the guy. But then the barman starts speaking like an old man. The barman has been possessed by the elder. Oh, my word. And starts explaining how he doesn't want the 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 guy, the, the thing to go to the, the eldest, the, eldest the, the, the the guy that married into the yeah. family he wants to go to the other guy and then they're like the judge is like this is so unusual what the hell is that they have to talk to a witcher to find out whether this stuff is true or not and then um they have to have it written down so then the um 
the possessed barman elder writes out his will and testimony and then the guy gets the fucking gets the deed you got 25% well uh, I don't know what's going to happen with that afterwards you're like 25% and he just goes I'll make sure you get something so I think we need to mention <laughs> we need to mention something in the downtime just to remind people that we want to wet our beaks a little bit in the uh, they said 25% they said 25% but non-dwarves can't own dwarven stuff sure but we could have you know a taste of the profits 25% you know yeah. hey hey I'm just throwing See, on a beach I'm throwing only on 20% only 20% yeah um, <laughs> so I don't know what's going to happen with that um, uh, yeah okay that's kind of Saturday night did a lot of drinking had a really good time sure. lovely interactions like, and bear in mind I'm giving I'm running rough shot over this as, as usual sure. I think what's special about these events are like there was a really good doctor character there who I loved interacting with. Like there were so many people that were so much fun to interact with. I'm, I think some of the best stuff about Northern Kingdoms is the RP with the other characters and kind of like just hanging out and sure. living in this world. Uh, people really, really go for it. It's, it's great. Anyway, Sunday. There's the big battle. Um, at some point in the morning. We got the princess, and okay. she's no longer cursed. Okay. Win. Yeah. Bad thing. There's some necromancer okay. or sorceress. Okay. And we need to find... We have a book, but the book has missing pages, and we need to find the missing pages okay. to go and sort this thing out. There's something to do with a woman being trapped in a mirror as well that I wasn't involved in. Right. Um, Side quests are go-go. These are main quests that I had oh, nothing to main do quests. with. Okay. These are main quests that uh, uh, I don't know who the fuck was doing those. I think Witcher Business or whoever. Not me. Sure. Um, so then our job is to go off and find these pages. Okay. Okay. So because of how much of a clusterfuck the other battle was, there was like... Right, we're going to split everyone into uh, units. Okay. And we had uh, a wonderful Skelligan fella, who we like anyway. But sure. I were like, oh. And then every time someone hadn't been selected, there was a friend of ours who were like, hey, come and join our group. And yeah, they were yeah, like, yeah. oh, God, you guys are going to be the front line. And we were like, oh, fuck. Okay. So we head off, go into this uh, cavern, and we come through, and it's just like, there's tunnels going off each way. And at the end of each tunnel, there's a load of fucking dudes, and they're heavily armed. And we're okay. like oh dear, we're by ourselves out here. So we kind of filtered in. And they were holding a, a doctor, okay. one of our doctors, hostage. Right. And the acoustics is kind of hard, so yelling at each other is kind of difficult, especially sure. with noise going on. But we also didn't have enough people to fight, and none of us knew what the fuck was going on. Right. So none of us really responded Okay, so the person yelling at us, if you want this person to live, you should talk to me. And then they cut her heart out and then threw the heart at us. Jeez. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Wow. Don't know whether we're responsible for that. Might be responsible for that. Okay. Okay. These things happen. Hey, you know, I didn't want them to cut the heart out. Well, I think to be fair, Jean-Paul said, I'll talk to you. And then, then they cut her heart out. So right. maybe a little too late. But we did try. Okay. Um, but yeah, having someone still beating heart thrown at you, <laughs> not very nice. No. Not as nice as, you know. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, one important thing was, there was talk about 
to do this ritual, they needed a willing sacrifice. Okay. So either it would be magical or non-magical. So um, Prue, who's like uh, a good fighter dude, mm. he was like, I'll do it if it's this, if it's non-magical. And Dr. Portal said that he would do it if it's magical. Right. I kept on saying to him, you selfish bastard, always thinking of yourself. And he's like, I'm going to save everyone. I'm going right. to save the whole world. And I'm like, oh, look at me, I'm Dr. Portal, I'm saving everyone. Do you ever stop and think about me and my <laughs> needs? Don't be so selfish. You know? Good Dubois action. Um, so I was fuming at him for being so selfish. Right. Um, so we head off. It kicks off. Okay. Uh, when I say clusterfuck, it was a really good safe fight. Um, sure. The Lots of people fighting all over the place. We get pushed back. There's like neckers in our midst. There's heavy infantry. Uh, everyone's getting fucked up. Uh, a troll comes out. I get hit by a troll. I go and get fixed up. I come back. Uh, the The crew are throwing rocks at us. Oh yeah, this is one thing. There's also earthquakes happening. Okay. I don't know what could have caused those earthquakes. <laughs> could have been anything. Could have been anything. Could have been anything. Could have been anything. Yeah. You know? Look. Hey. Big boom. Big, big, big boom. You know? <laughs> it must have been one of the biggest booms I've ever done. Um, but there were... The earth moved. The earth moved. Um, yeah. They're, they're eating like... Um, foam rocks at us and That's stuff really cool. which we're RPing with uh, really fun like cave-ins um, fighting the baddies eventually we're like people are talking about running away and then like it eases up a bit and then we're like have we got the fucking pages yet and they're like no and like well we have to keep looking so me and my little crew went off and did a little sneaky sneak sure um, didn't no. find the fucking things no came around another way Clearly where the fucking thing is, okay? You know okay. when you're on a play a computer game and you kill all the baddies and sure. like, where the hell do I go? And then you realise there's a baddie over there and you're like, that way. Okay. Because yeah, I yeah, haven't yeah, killed yeah. anyone here yet. Yeah. Um, so they've got like a line of people in a doorway, um, like over the other side of a, a hallway. And we're like, okay, cool. We're, we're going to charge them. And then we turn around and like, everyone charges through, but there's a tripwire. And as soon as they do the tripwire, loads of falls, uh, rocks fall on us. Amazing. And we get crumped, uh, which crumped my armor. Um, and then we fight our way in. Eventually we get into a, like a little inner sanctum where there's like, oh yeah, there's rock golems. I forgot to mention the fucking rock golems. Okay. Rock golems. Yeah. Don't fuck a rock Bad golems. business. Bad business. Rock right. golems. Um, so by the time I get into the room, Prue has come in. He's got those handcuffs, you know, the, sort of the dematerium or whatever. Yeah, handcuffs. So, can't use magic. so dumps them on the, the, the sorceress, the fucking rock golems aren't moving or whatever. So I like perp up to their faces and look at them and I'm like, Ooh, and then I run away again. Amazing. Um, we leave. Um, and you've got the pages now? Yes. Okay. We head back. Um, and they're like, cool, right? Like, jobs jobs are good in. Head right. back to the fucking thing. It's Sunday. Everyone's a little bit knackered. Mages are going to go off and do mage shit. Okay. Okay? It's fine. Yeah. Dr. Portal then comes back later and is like, so, got some bad news. Oh, yeah. The whole entire point about this was because there's this vampire, this elder ancient vampire. Okay. Who is going to get resurrected and basically cause the apocalypse. Right. 
As um, happens. Yeah, and there was some other stuff to do with vampire bats and some other shit, right? Okay. But the whole point was that we're going to stop this from happening. Right. They did not do that. Okay. They might well have summoned the apocalyptic event vampire princess or whatever. Okay. So... Good job. Know, hey, look. You that, tried. I, I did my job. Yeah. It sounds like mage business. It is mage business, you know? So, um, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You know? So, So, there's probably, like, right now, a vampire death lord charging around, chomping up dwarves, converting them to an undead horde, which will then bring a thousand years of darkness to the world as we know it. Hey. These things happen. These things happen. Um, right. In the meantime, we'll be drinking some wine, <laughs> blowing some stuff up, and living our best lives. And having elocution lessons. And having elocution lessons. <laughs> yes. Yes. My God, it um, sounds so good, dude. Mate, like, I think, like, uh, I can't wait for the next one. Yeah. Like, I can't wait for the next one. I can't wait to write downtime. Uh, I can't wait to interact with people again. Um, I love what they do. Uh, the player base is fucking fantastic. Sure. Um, yeah, hype. Um, and also, thank you to our patrons, uh, Charles uh, Jan, Janold, Kev McGregor, and Violet. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, do you know how I'm going to close it out? How Ian? are you going to close it out? Oh, I hate myself for this. But you should always remember to toss a coin to your witcher. <laughs> oh my god the cringe oh the cringe oh, I've cringed so hard <laughs> oh jeez yeah. hashtag council Dave <laughs>